the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. And now, it's the Coffee Stop with Jenny Green. Okay, welcome back to the Coffee Stop. This is part two of two parts with our very special guest, Andrea Skuman, multiple winner of the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg. And eight time, that keeps blowing me out the water. Sorry, um, that's a really big thing. Eight time SA champ. In this part, uh, we're going to chat a little bit about coaching. In our podcast series, The Coffee Stop, last year, we started introducing coaching as sort of a talking point. So you are now one of those coaches. You are UCI level one coach accredited. I did the course. You've done that course. Level one course. And you are now on the road to gathering clients Mm -hmm. and athletes and experience and all of those good things. Exciting. So tell us a little bit about that. Why did you want to do that? What were the big things you learned and how will that sort of lead you down a certain way of coaching? I mean, I know coaches have different sort of thought processes or methodologies. Do you have one and do you, have you formulated one yet? And there's a lot of questions in there. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I started, um, well, I, I wouldn't exactly call it coaching. Well, I suppose it is, but um, I don't charge because I, I do it for the love of the sport at mm. this point in time and, and just to gain experience because for me, every single person is differently. Yes. And how my passion for coaching started or helping athletes is is that um, I've worked with people recently that they are very high up in the sport and they are official coaches. Mm. And when I saw, and I'm not going to call names and say who it is, but a specific person um, really inspired me. He he wasn't shy to share his knowledge and he was really helpful. And, and then I realized what a beautiful feeling it is for me as a, as a novice mm. and, and somebody um, going to him and picking his brain. And he's so freely puts his knowledge mm. of the sport and he's also also been in the sport for a lot of years how freely he puts his knowledge available and he's like really studied like all of the, the mm. a- abcs mm. and i it just made me realize again that um for me to to actually be in a situation where i can be able to bring out the best in people i mean mm. not everyone is olympic athlete and whatever your goal is and whatever you want to achieve in the sport of cycling, mm-hmm. be it be a, the best weekend warrior you can possibly be for weight loss or whatever. You know, I want to be that person that brings that out in you. Mm. And like obviously, I love that, yeah. yeah, it's it's just for me, it is just so beautiful when people blossom mm. that I have the key to actually provide that. You've got so much experience, and it's I mean, with it's... experience that I can actually I can make magic happen, and mm. I can share whatever I've had and give people a recipe, and they can make their own mixture of what works for them. So you've got a vast experience of racing, both road and mountain bike. What were your sort of biggest learnings or takings from doing that sort of a coaching course? Um, for me to have done the, the UCI Level 1 course just made me realize again that even as a professional athlete, you need to break the sport down into its, its most elementary components. Mm. And the enjoyment, if there's no enjoyment factor, then you shouldn't be doing it. 
And if it's not done out of love for whatever reason, it, whatever love reason it is, mm. but that must be the main drive for the sport because it's, it is a hard sport and you are going to make sacrifices. Yeah. But for me, the, the level one course just broke it down to school's level. And I work with school kids. Um, I'm a little bit of, um, involved with development, uh, with little uh, school guys as well. Lovely. But if you actually, if, if they could bottle the enthusiasm of the kids, mm. It's brilliant. Someone it's brilliant. could make millions of rounds. <laughs> they can actually figure that out. Yeah. But their absolute love for the sport, I wish I could actually give that as a gift to people. Mm. And they're like, I'm sure, I mean, they must be like sponges, you know, at that age when they're so excited and so enthusiastic that they'll take kind of knowledge or input from anywhere because they're just so keen and so ready to go. And it's amazing that when you actually give them workouts or when you actually tell them <laughs> to do something, you know, there's no half-hearted efforts. Be it if they want to please you or to be the best of themselves, version of themselves, it actually even makes the guys that's not so strong academically or maybe has a bad, comes from a bad home, mm. It, it just makes them blossom. And yeah, it, for sure. For me, I can see a lot of myself in that. Mm. And that is the actual satisfaction I'm getting. So it's almost it. like a new re revived kind of passion for you. It is beautiful at this stage to see. in the game, yeah. which is really cool. And I mean, if you're 60 years old or if you're 10 years old, mm. you know, if your reason is because you're passionate about it, mm. there's no reason why not to ride your for bike. Sure. Yeah, I think the more we can encourage that and support those sort of people, the, the better it is. The nice thing about the cycling is they getting more and more involved in school sport. Mm. So um, a lot of a lot more schools are introducing it as a school sport, mm. which um, we need. It is a very good outlet for the kids. Um, it's like for confidence, for skill, confidence, for skills, freedom, just, all those things you spoke about it's earlier. It's just you know? unbelievable how the kids actually blossom when they on their mm. bikes and like the the school that I'm involved with. Um, they actually even take these kids, they can't even take their bikes home because they come from a less privileged mm. area and the risk of, they, the risk of the, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's the background of those kids. Now, imagine you get this ticket of, mm. of freedom and, and you can literally change someone's life with yeah. just encouraging them to ride a bike. <laughs> and be it a kid or a lady. Um, you know, you might be in an office and monotony of life could get you. But And then like on a weekend, you just look mm. forward to riding on the trails. Mm. I mean, getting out there. Joburg's yeah. got the be most beautiful trails. I mean, like, yeah. I've ridden, um, ride Joburg, the, I've ridden the, the mountain bike race. I mean, it is such yeah, a we do lovely, have some beautiful trails in it is Joburg, such yeah, enjoyable definitely. ride as well. Mm. And for me, as as a professional road rider, I mostly promote road cycling. But for ladies who ride in groups, obviously, mm. I wouldn't suggest mm. anyone going no, off no, no. on trails on their own. No. But you you don't have to ride as fast, so it's not not so daunting to mm. even if you ride on a mountain bike. Mm. But even if you start off on a mountain bike and you do the ride Joburg, the Discovery Ride mm. Joburg mountain bike race, mm. it is just such a lovely way to kick off your Absolutely. cycling. Absolutely. And again, social and, you know, no pressure and obviously no cars, which is always a plus. So in some ways, that kind of leads me on to preparing for races. I think, you know, I'm, I'm involved with a, a group of women and there was a big event yesterday that a lot of them took part in and seeing the chatter on the group and, and understanding the level of, I don't want to say sort of zero confidence, but a little bit of self doubt. Like, can I do this? Am I going to make it? How do I break this down into bite-sized chunks? 
strengths to actually get mm. through this. I think that's probably, as women, our biggest daunting kind of thought is how am I going to do this? Lack of and I think, yeah. yeah, I think helping people get that self-belief that mm. they can do this. And obviously it's on a different scale because you're at the sharp end of it and obviously strategy comes into play and tactics and all of those things. But how do you settle your nerves on a race day? Obviously, they, as I said, they're slightly different things. You kind of worrying how you're going to get there first. They're just mm. worrying how they're going to get there. But I think having said that, it's, it's the same sort of mental process of going through. We touched on, on last year in some of our coffee stops, sort of the psychology of sport and how you, how you give yourself that motivation and that belief that you're going to do this. Yeah. And I think you, when we chatted about earlier, you had some really interesting ways of, in your yeah. own mind, breaking that down. Talk us through some of that. So to, to come back to the training aspect of how daunting it is to actually prepare for a race, mm. um, obviously consistency is key. That's quite important. Mm. And then... As with racing, I'll get into that now, but break it down into little pieces. I always say to people, how do you eat an elephant? One, <laughs> everyone, one bite at a everyone time. Everyone says that, but I can't say I've ever eaten an elephant. <laughs> and I would not like to eat an elephant. So let's talk about maybe like a carrot. You wouldn't eat a carrot in one go, right? <laughs> you break it down into, say, like you're really busy and life is like takes 25, over. I mean, 8 takes over. Yeah. kind of lifestyle, you know, mm. busy, busy. Break it down into little bits. So, say if you want to do the the ninety four seven ride Joburg, break it down into weeks. Look at the calendar and say, okay, I actually want to be there, fitness wise and confidence wise, by say in September. Setting little mini goals along the way. Stretch it into little mini goals where you kind of gauge yourself where you're at. Mm. And the thing is also don't beat yourself up or give up. When Say you've had a few busy days at work mm. and you couldn't make it on your bike. It's not the end of the world. Everyone has a bad day every now and then you can't do your training. Nothing is cast in stone. I think that's the other problem is we bang ourselves up when we you can't get that training. if you haven't done... The world's going to come to You think you're going to be obese or so unfit when you haven't done a week of training. Mm. Sure, you lose a little bit of fitness, but mm. you pick it up like a week from there. You just right back yeah. where you were. Yeah. And maybe not like even stronger because people tend to overtrain. Yeah. So if you starting from zero to going to consistency mm. i always tell people as well and ladies as well in general don't do too much too soon don't hate it after the first week mm. and leave it rather do less and gradually climb the stairs yeah. that's the Which one again thing. as women we tend to just go like just boots and all two three hour ride first weekend yeah. oh i hate, hate this my bum oh, the chamois horrible terrible. my bum hurts for a week. no i hate yeah. cycling i'm over that's it, it. Yeah. okay yeah, then yeah. i get running yeah. shoes no absolute classic example yeah so classic rather do <clears throat> little bits and do it more often. Mm. If you don't have a two-hour space in a day to do a ride in a day, like if, if things go wrong, mm. improvise and do even 40 minutes or less than mm. nothing. Look, look, you're going to need one or two slightly longer rides, maybe more for confidence sake yes. um, than anything else. Mm. But, but schedule those into your plan on the way up you can, to the One to or the two race, weekend yeah. long rides will actually, yeah. it's it just boosts your confidence more for than sure. anything. Sure. And then on race day itself? On race day, what I always also tell people is, remember a big day like Rajobik. You get there, there's like gazillions mm, of people, everyone. Out, there's people everywhere. It's like there's Everyone's no space drinking. on the start line. Yep. What should I drink? Blah, blah, mm. blah. But again, 
break it down into your own small little event. That start line you starting on and that group that you starting in, that's your event for the day. Mm. Not the big event. You're actually just a little puzzle piece in a bigger puzzle. Mm. You actually one of the colors in a painting. Mm, so I love that. enjoy. And make your color bright. In, in, and enjoy it and embrace that space that you own inside that big moment Mm. so don't think oh it's all these people it's Mm. not that many Mm. people Mm. you're only 200 in your group if that well in your your group perhaps in the sharp end okay let's make it 500 (laughs) to be safe (laughs) but it looks daunting Mm. but it's like-minded people i think that's Um, what freaks a lot of people out is you're standing in that pain and and you're your biggest competitor you're not competing against the guy next to you okay maybe like group a b and c (laughs) that's the warriors that you should worry about coming yeah, from the behind yeah. but um, you don't do anything different than you would say say you get the opportunity to do a smaller race beforehand mm. don't make it bigger in your head than it actually mm. is just focus on that little spot that you're going to own on that day mm. and focus on don't do anything different from what you would normally do mm. there's nothing's really different just remember your your timing chip and you're good to go <laughs> oh and your helmet and a water bottle <laughs> and your water bottles <laughs> which is provided in the goodie bag yeah, true. so <laughs> yeah but take the anxiety out of it and you'll in, you you'll get more enjoyment out of that and when you're suffering up the first few fairly long, I'll give you that, they're fairly long hills in the first half of the race. How do we overcome that? It's too hard, it's too much, it's too sore, my legs are burning. How am I going to get through this? If your legs are burning and you think, I hate cycling, mm. just know that the guy next to you is thinking exactly the same. And how is that supposed to and make you feel better? And to quit. You're not going to quit. So <laughs> it's it's not that easy to give up, otherwise you're going to have yeah. to walk home. You have yeah, to earn your street cred. Yes. <laughs> the nice thing about the route is the, the hard part is in the first half mm. and the second part, I know you're going to be obviously a little bit more tired than you would want to be, but it, yeah, you, it's so, so enjoyable. Definitely better on the second yeah. half now. So exactly that. I think to touch on that, we are doing the reverse route again this year for those who have missed that communication it is happening the same as the 2018 route so our start is at the bottom of river sands boulevard and we hit stain city and we hit all of those climbs fairly early on by the time you get to to cbd at jan smuts we call it the brahm beast which is where the king and queen of the mountain is for the sharp end and you know once that's done most of the hard stuff is is pretty much out the way which i think i think it was a thousand meters of climbing is done by then out of the 1450. So you really are over the crest of it. And now you can really enjoy the the back end. So Um, just a heads up for anyone um, coming up from the coast. So let's just talk a little bit about that. Joburg sits at an altitude of, I think it's 1500 odd meters, which is obviously very different from sea level. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about how being at altitude versus sea level affects you positively or negatively and which is yeah. actually the better way to do it. I think the way you're doing it, obviously the harder way. Yeah. But yeah. explain to everybody why. <laughs> Look, in general, training's easier, obviously, at the coast and then your recovery is also um, easier because like there's, there's more, more oxygen in that. How I prepare as a top athlete is um, say I would do, say, zone four intensity um, intervals um, of a certain 
amount of time, mm. um, I would actually pick up that level to say like bottom zone five or just add about 10 to 15% mm. to that effort that I'm putting in. So my general advice to anyone coming up from coast is your level of discomfort will be more, obviously. Mm. Mm. But um, if you are like a weekend warrior that's coming up, my advice would be to maybe if you do do intervals at some point, mm. uh, be it structured or informal, mm. try at, at coastal level to, to almost like push your level of your interval a slightly higher just to give you that, that much um, perceived mm. effort of, of what you're going to experience on race mm. day. Okay. Um, it's not it's not the exact answer. I mean, mm. Physiologi- mm. physiologically, it's, it's, it's more a mind thing because mm. you're going to know what it feels like to suffer on mm. that level at mm. least. So for the same level of effort, you're going to get less result basically. Yeah. So yeah. that's your disadvantage. Yeah. So and obviously it's different for different people. When do you come up to try and minimize the effect of your altitude gain? Scientifically, you either come up like a week or or ten days before, mm. which also, in that sense, for myself, what helps me a lot is actually doing the mountain bike. Mm. Event the week event before, before yes. the weekend before, do like forced intervals at altitude, mm. just like a little smash smash yeah. fest to <laughs> on the Sunday because <laughs> that is what it is, and then a dirty smash and then fest. just like recover for the rest of the week, and then your lungs are prepared for, for what's the, coming for the, the next weekend. weekend yeah. That's ideal. That Which is a lot ideal, of but do. but then yeah. I need to stay here mm. so to get get the adaptation Benefits, from it. Yeah. Um, your your worst day is like day three or four, seventy two okay. hours after you've arrived. So either. Come so in long before, literally or come just the before. day before, okay. or come long before. Yeah. It's not. I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, possibly, yeah. uh, possible to to come ten days before. Mm. So um, then, rather come in on the Saturday. Come like last Friday evening or Saturday mm. during the day, which it's not ideal. If By you the Monday, you want to get your bike <laughs> sorted, and like yeah. obviously you need to go collect your race yeah. number and all that. Yes. But um, don't okay. come like on the Wednesday that. and think you're going to feel like mm. Olympic champ Great, on a Sunday, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it get it gets progressively worse before it gets better. Mm. And if you do come from coastal level and you hear lastminute.com, it's almost guaranteed that you can you'll feel amazing the next day if you rest it. Come mm. rest it from coastal level because you still got that yes. coastal yes. like freshness in your blood, as yes. I can say. Yes. Like first day you feel Olympic, and then the next day you feel like <laughs> you're into zero. <laughs> Twenty four hours. Like why am I riding my bike? <laughs> Pedaling squares, as we say. Yeah. Well, Henri, thank you so much for coming and having a cup of coffee with me. Um, I think we could sit and talk for hours. We generally do, you and I, um, which is lovely and my privilege. But for for any ladies who would like to to stay in touch or get in touch and ask you questions about training or coaching or if they'd like to get coached by you i'd like to say to them send us an email on coffee stop at 947 ride joburg.co.za that's coffee stop at 947ride and we'll forward those on to you and hopefully we can have some ladies creating a little bit of a group with you to have a chat about all things ride joburg and we'll see you on the start line in november that would be lovely and yeah feel free to ask anything cycling related i mean i love sharing my knowledge mm-hmm. and my experience with people it is such a privilege to actually be in this position 
come along, join in, and join the Right Joburg gang because we're going to make it epic this year. It's going to be a huge, huge, huge day. So don't be freaked out. Join the party, and we'll see you again for the next Coffee Stop. Wonderful to have you with us. Cheers for now. Thanks for listening to the Discovery 947 Right Joburg podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast app. Lifepodcasts.fm